Hi, my name's Steven. I'm the little brother. My name's Kevin. I'm the middle brother. My name's David. I'm the biggest, biggest of all the brothers. This is the Brothers Born podcast. Uh, the three of us don't see each other very often, so we decided that this is how we're going to hang out. We hope that y'all like listening. All right. Talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Brothers Born podcast. Well, we're changing things up a little bit today. We're going to, compared to what we've been doing with the, the mashups and the crazy storytelling, now we're going to do something where we just talk about villains. Um, from the mashup series, we kind of got an idea of talking about villains that are actually good guys. And we got some submissions. Thank you, listeners, uh, for participating with us today. And we'll get right into it. The first one comes from a friend of mine named Billy Fox. So thank you, Billy, for your submission. And he wants us to talk about Dr. Victor Freeze. Oh, that's a good one. Now, wait, hold on. These aren't villains that are actually good. It's villains that think they're good, I thought. No, it's uh, villains that actually are good. And we got, oh, I mean, there's kind of a mixed bag from what we got submitted. There's some that like are bad that become good. I figure we can kind of just discuss them. But our, our main focus is like ones that, I guess, villains that are justified in how they're um, in their, in their, okay. villain, their villainy. I, I thought it was ones that thought they were good. So some of my requests last night were probably <laughs> not so good. But anyways, go ahead. Sorry. So Dr. Victor Freeze. What do, what do we know yes. about Dr. Victor Freeze? Um, um, so Mr. Freeze from Batman. So his whole deal, isn't it, that he's, um, his wife's like dying from a disease of some sort. And so yeah. he freezes her so he can like revive her later. And his whole motivation is just trying to uh, – um, fund his research and ability so in things so that he can revive his wife and uh you know you know live live life with her again and then tragedy occurs as i understand it yeah because um, during his research he accidentally gives himself the powers that he has from what i understand like she she died in the experiment he's a cryogenic scientist so he's all into cryogenics and freezing and stuff um and then like yeah he gets injured during whatever it is. And he has to, in order to stay alive, he has to wear this cryogenic suit. And is that because he was exposed to the cold too, yeah. too much. So now he always has to have it on. So his wife's dead. He's stuck in this dorky looking suit. And like, I could, I mean, I could see why he's a little, little upset, you know? Plus, I mean, he uh he got teamed up with what poison ivy in the movie and that's just uh, yeah we're not gonna that, talk about that <laughs> but but i would say i would agree that you know in a way he's a good guy because he's not i mean maybe his mings you know he's robbing banks and stuff but you know he's not like being purposefully malicious he's just trying to revive his wife and fix this problem right. that he has but once he once he gets into trouble then he starts to freeze everybody though so he to try to fix his actions or to make sure you can like he starts to um he's so worried about his wife which is justifiable but then he doesn't really realize the stuff he's doing to other people <laughs> freezing other people and the ramifications and, yeah well i mean he's just freezing it's not like he's like you know exploding <laughs> their heads or something dude the Victor Freeze in Gotham is the most recent one I've seen, and that guy tore people up with his freezing stuff, man. You like freeze them, then smash them to bits and pieces, yeah, like, the, like the guy from Demolition but, Man. But I'll have to admit, the original motivation—you know—you kind of feel bad for him. He just wants to have his family back. So the next one we got comes from um, 
Emma Franks Nunez, and she said Megamind. Now, have any of you seen the show Megamind? I have not, but Neither let's see. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell does one of the voices. In it. I, I, read about, really I read about it yesterday. Basically, this guy, he's a supervillain. Brad Pitt is actually in this movie, Kevin. I know you like Brad Pitt. Well, he's a cartoon. He has a voice in this one. So he's like, he's the hero, a superhero in this town, and Megamind's the villain. And I Isn't guess, it Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will Ferrell, I think. Okay. Uh, All right, gotcha. And he, uh, from what I read, he like defeats Brad Pitt's superhero character, and he's so upset that... Like he's bored now. He's like, oh, my nemesis is gone. So he tries to create another superhero just so he has an enemy, someone to kind of battle with, and it kind of backfires. And then that new hero becomes the bad guy, and he has to kind of deal with him. And then you find out at the end, uh, Brad Pitt, I guess, is his character. I don't remember his name, Captain something. But he, uh, he was alive. He was just in hiding because he was tired of being a superhero. <laughs> Well, it sounds like a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about it, unfortunately, but it sounds but, intriguing. So I think that what it came from is Megamind. You know, he's a villain, but he's a villain just because he wants the. He just has fun because he's bored. Yeah, he's bored, and then like it when he creates a, an enemy, a good guy, the good guy becomes bad. So then he's forced to become the good guy and try and protect the city. So I kind of want to watch this cartoon now. I like I saw a trailer for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe that's fun. But now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he kind of switches sides like, like Kevin's boy Storm Shadow. Yeah, he goes back and forth. He's, he's, he's flip-floppity like a pancake. He can't choose what side of the fence. Loki, yeah. who's also on our list later. But yes. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I, 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 it's worth watching now, I think. Since none of, us, none of us have watched it, I say we each take time sometime soon and watch Megamind. And you, I'll do you, what I can. The two of you have children, so they don't. Maybe your kids will like it. It's a cartoon, so I don't. I don't think my kids have seen it. You just mentioned Storm Shadow. I want to talk about him, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. We'll, we'll we'll come back to him. We'll circle back. Um, the next one on our list, and this is a really good one. I'm really kind of excited to talk about this one. And it's not necessarily obvious, but I mean, this is one when we first thought of this idea. I thought of him as well. Our my friend Jeff Anderson. Shout out to Jeff Anderson. Thank you, sir. He gave us three entries, actually. One of them is, the first one is Magneto from X-Men. Because, you know, his whole thing is he wants equality for mutants and humans, right? Yeah. But uh, he does, he wants, he's, he fights for the mutants, but he does it in a way, right, where he, orig- like, he doesn't really take care of the humans or care about the humans like Professor X because he's so worried about equality for the mutants. Yeah. Yeah. But his motivation, I mean, so he was um, in nazi germany as he's jewish and he was in a concentration camp and his whole family is killed except for him and so he's seen firsthand genocide and bigotry as a as someone who's in a concentration an extreme camp. form of it yes yeah yes. so he he's like man these humans are ethnic rotten. cleansing is that what you call it like yeah. when you get rid of the entire race of people or try yeah. to and like he's totally not down with that and no one should be down with that that's evil but he takes it to the next level and he kind of does it. He, he now feels that way about humans almost. He's trying to get rid of normal humans and just having a world for mutants. Now, I can't say he's right, but I understand where he's coming from. You know, he's experienced the Holocaust and he's like, I could see why you'd be bitter, you know, and, and mm-hmm. want to kind of. I, take- I definitely agree that he's realistically kind of the good guy. Not that Professor X is the bad guy, obviously, because, yeah. you know, he wants everybody, you know, to have equality, but. And I definitely think he's 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 up there as a contender. Yeah, 
He's he's really interesting. I, I was reading about him yesterday. And he, go ahead, David. It's like a, I was gonna say, it's like he he really cares about Professor X, but he he uh, he can't always agree with what Professor X thinks or does. So I mean, it's just, I don't know as X Men as well as I know the MCU and Avengers, but um, but I know the two of them like like they they're friends, but then they since they don't always see eye to eye. Like I know it's pro- it's hard on him to not get along with Professor X, but he really feels like he has to you know make sure that he gets I don't want to say revenge. I guess revenge just to make sure he makes everything equal for the mutants and makes it fair for them. It's kind of like an ongoing battle he has within himself one of my favorite parts i think it's the second or third movie which the third x-men movie is not that good but i don't remember what this, the pyro the guy with the fire he like flips the light yeah, yeah, yeah he um he says something about how he's going to take out professor x and magneto's like xavier has done more for mutants than anyone else even though like the pyro's trying to show off like i'll take care of professor x because he used to be a student at the academy and magneto's like no no he's not a problem like sure we don't always agree but He's a, he helps us mutants. But the next one comes from Jeff Anderson as well. It's Prince Zuko. Now, I don't think either of oh, you have you watched. You skipped Anakin? Are you doing Anakin? That's going to come. That's the third one. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I, I think I texted him in the wrong order. That's uh, okay. Either way. <laughs> the next one Jeff Anderson submitted was Zuko, Prince Zuko. I don't think either of you have watched Avatar The Last Airbender, so I won't spend a lot of time on this one, but he's definitely a good contender. Basically, he's an exiled prince from this evil fire lord kingdom, fire, fire kingdom. And he's just trying to, you know, make peace with his homeland. Um, his dad is the kid, is the emperor, and he like exiles him. So he tries to do bad things just to show his dad, hey, I'm serious, I'm still loyal to you, even though his dad like kicked him out of his own country. So even though mm-hmm. he does bad things, he's trying to find the Avatar and like kidnap him or whatever. But uh, as an exiled prince, he's just trying to make right with his dad, and I totally understand why he might. Um, be justified so his, in his decisions. His but. dad is, he does these bad things to show off for his dad. Is his dad, like his dad's like an, his dad's an evil emperor and he like, okay, gotcha. and he's getting ready to do something bad. And Prince Zuko's like, don't like, he's getting ready to like, I don't know, attack a kingdom or something. And Prince Zuko says, don't do that. And then um, they have a little duel and then he loses the duel. So the emperor exiles him. Gotcha. And then the whole, the whole first three, first two and a half seasons he's, of the show, he's trying to like, make peace with that and kind of um, make amends with his dad and um, make it back to the fire kingdom. But he ends up being a really good guy in the end. He, and he kind of fights back and mm-hmm. it's cool. And it's a really good show. I recommend it. Um, but I won't spend too much time, obviously, because you, you guys haven't watched it yet. The next one, Anakin Skywalker. This could be a whole episode, honestly. Kevin and I always <laughs> joke about how Star Wars, we can have a Star Wars podcast and have it would be endless material. But that's this surf- surface level Anakin Skywalker, what do we have to say about him? This one's kind of odd because he's a good guy, but turns bad, but then turns back good. Um, you know, his his motivation is, isn't is bad. You know, his whole thing is, I want to, you know, bring peace to the galaxy. Of course, he gets corrupted by the dark side, but his initial motivation isn't, you know, isn't a bad thing. Um Darth Vader is pretty bad dude though. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, again, like you have to take into account, he it's just a gradual, like Darth Vader didn't just come out of nowhere. It just shows how when Anakin was putting his priorities in the wrong spot, like he wanted, gradually the force was influencing him. And then before you know it, like 
Darth Vader's there, and you. It's weird because he Anakin's the promise, the chosen one, as Obi Wan said, "You were the chosen one." And what was that? The <laughs> third one, Revenge of the Sith, whatever the prequel is. But you were the chosen one, and he like by that like, that's what he. And then I don't know he. He was that goes from the chosen one to like, the one who's supposed to be in charge of the empire. Who, Emperor Palpatine, you know, is his apprentice or whatever. He's Emperor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he goes but from it, like one direction to the other, and then finally finds his way back. So I don't know. It's just interesting. He's extreme on both sides, but it his uh his motivation is initially his motivation is definitely I would consider a you know not a bad thing. He's just trying to you know, stop people from, you know, well, he wants to stop people from dying, which I guess That's why he kills all the younglings. Wait. Yeah, exactly. Well, all <laughs> except for, all except for one, apparently, um, yeah, as we learned from Mandalorian, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I you know his, his character develops a lot more in the Clone Wars cartoon. I know you guys haven't really seen that, but you kind of see I'm working on it. it it's cool. Cause you kind of see where, when he's, you know, a Jedi and actually doing good things, but he's sort of, questionable but not like in an evil way yeah just a little against the grain yeah like uh qui-gon yeah and i think but qui-gon never let the dark force take him over but but he was qui-gon though was so obsessed with finding the chosen one that maybe he didn't do enough research on anakin i don't know <laughs> like he probably saw this kid maybe he didn't like he wanted him to be the chosen one so bad that maybe he didn't really he was tainted in what he thought of him or he didn't see the whole picture I've been hearing you talk about metachlorians. What are metachlorians? <laughs> I was just about to look up, look up the name of that thing, but I couldn't remember the word. <laughs> I was you talking, like I can look it up. But, um, and I don't Anakin, know the prequels well enough anymore. <laughs> interesting about Anakin, though. I mean, and Kevin, this is another thing we could spend a whole episode on probably, but the dark side of the force isn't necessarily evil. It's a matter of using it improperly. Is that, I mean... Yeah, so see, I, I, I've always made the argument that dark side of the force is not necessarily evil in and of itself because it's just you know the biggest difference is it's more um emotionally based you know let's talk about you know giving into your hate and things like that it's just um you know people who use the dark side of the force are just very passionate the problem is that um often they turn that passion into something bad but well, like they always say you have to have they always talk about finding balance in the force yeah so it's exactly not saying one yeah. way is totally bad and one way is good you just got to find What's good on both sides or whatever. And what I think is interesting, and you can do a whole episode on this, but I'll touching it quickly, is, you know, in the Revenge of the Sith, at one point, Anakin tells um, Obi-Wan, he's like, well, from my point of view, it's the Jedi that are evil. And it's oh. kind of a unique, when you really put, think about it, in some ways, he could be right in the count that, you know, they're so, um, you know, disattached and uh, their motivations are, aren't necessarily the best. And uh, the Clone Wars cartoon kind of gets into that a little bit, too. One of my favorite characters, Ahsoka Tano, kind of goes through this whole thing where she's like not really sure if Jedi Order is necessarily what it's all cracked up to be. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's a good one. Get, that could be we do episodes for days on Star Wars. <laughs> we should just have a Star Wars podcast aside from ours. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, all right. Yeah. The ahead. next, the next one, I wanted a uh, friend of mine, Matt Hints. He said Spider-Man 2's version of Dr. Octopus. And I, I know I've seen this movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I read about it. I just kind of looked up and reminded myself, refreshed myself a little bit. And I, I think it's a good one. Uh, I, I forgot about him, but 
he has these like octopus arms on his back, you know, as you know, Dr. Octopus, for a, a demonstration for like, oh, look at this cool AI. And uh, some crazy accident happens and they become fused to his neural system. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that can happen totally. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, we're talking about the same universe where you get bit by a spider and get spider powers. Not to, <laughs> not to interrupt. Um, I don't mean to di digress here, but if you look at Spider-Man. All of his villains are kind of like this. Yeah. They're good. And then, like, um, Mag not Magneto, the electric dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Electro, right? Uh, Jamie Foxx plays him. I yeah. think his name is Electro. Uh, and then, and then um, even the Vulture, Michael Keaton, the Vulture. He's, yeah. And then even the, the newest one, who I can't think of, that's on Far Away From Home. Was um, on Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio, like yeah. it seems like all all of his vil all the villains in Spider Man, at least a lot of them, are kind of yeah. like this. Like they just have some no. accident or something. Yeah, like no, in the, in the movies for sure. Um, it's or even like a uh, Spider Man three, which I don't really want to talk about because it's a terrible movie. But <laughs> you have um, was it Sandman? Oh yeah, in, that dude. Yeah, in the movie, he, he's another one. Uh, Venom, not so much, but well, which is kind of which is kind of funny because in that movie, Venom is purely not. You know his motivation isn't good, but if you read like comics and stuff, it's not really bad. Venom's more so, an anti-hero than it. Yeah. He, he, but, sorry, you can go back to Doc Ock. I just no, noticed uh, that. Yeah, like, that's a, a lot good of the point. villains are like that. I think that's kind of cool about Spider-Man. The villains are just real people. You know, circumstances mm -hmm. have led them to bad actions, sure, but they uh, they're more relatable, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, Doc Ock is the one for Spider-Man too. His his family also gets killed in this accident and um he's just trying to you know it kind of almost like uh plus if, if, I'm, if i remember right it's not he's not necessarily the one that's evil it's the ai of the arms that yeah makes yeah do bad things <laughs> yes sorry <laughs> that's a little bit funny too but <laughs> but i mean spider-man 2 I, I, I don't want to be bad my arms are making me that way <laughs> <laughs> And I, well, yeah, but that's a good one. I, I, I think it's one I didn't think about for sure. Um, so the next one's from my a friend of mine named Brandon Welch. He says Loki MCU, and this one's really interesting because I feel like Loki, he's he's good at heart. He just he's just he's the god of mischief, so he just likes to just he likes to stir the pot a lot. I think is what it's going on. Like with. you gotta listen, think about his background too. I mean, he yeah. he thought he was something different than he was his whole life, and. His brother was uh, like he tried to be good for Odin, but his brother always outshined him. Was the brother was the chosen one, whatever. I, I know, I know, you guys can relate to that. <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> and even like even throughout everything he does, he still has like an affection or a, like you. He doesn't want to do anything to hurt his brother too bad. Like like Thor, he always seems like he he does what he can to help Thor out and to save Thor. Um. And you know, his, his mom, and when, the, when his right. mom dies, he's absolutely livid. Like, he is not down with that. Like, I don't think he really cared about Odin that much, but when, uh, when the... Yeah. Now, interesting enough, if you know anything about Nordic mythology, where Loki comes from, even uh, like the Nordic version, he's, he's the god of mischief. That's, that's all it is. He's not, I wouldn't say he's necessarily evil. Although he does kill Baldor, the... But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm getting into a whole, like, thing there. But I think... Loki's a good a good candidate for sure. I I, mm -hmm. I can relate to him, and yeah, I think at the core he's a good dude. Because I'm better, that's why you can relate to him. <laughs> Does that mean I'm like the older sister that destroys everything? That's You're awesome. Hella, <laughs> <laughs> the, the goddess of death. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, he's dude. he's another one that you could 
you could take a lot of time on too. And just like even when in Ragnarok, how he doesn't want to team up with Thor, but he does. And then at the end, in Endgame, which I didn't think he actually was killed until... I'm uh, still skeptical, honestly. But, but, but we'll he see. like he totally like sacrifices himself to help out, you know, to try to get his brother saved and, and Hulk is there at the time. And so, I mean, he ends up being a, a good dude, but I think yeah. he'll always be mischievous. Like, cause he's the God of mischief. Even when you go back to end game, like they left it off where the past version of him or whatever is still around causing mischief. Yeah. So and, and also can't get too upset with him for being doing evil things. I mean, look at his dorky helmet. I mean, like, if I had to wear something like that, I don't know that I'd always be doing good things. Yeah, but he ditched that after a while. <laughs> but you're right, you're right. All right, the next one, uh, Dave, I want you to talk about this one. Vegeta. <laughs> is that like carrots or celery? Or... <laughs> all I know about Dragon Ball Z is when I used to watch it with you guys a couple times, they would do a half an hour episode where all it was was grunting back and forth. <laughs> And then it would be a commercial break. Then they'd come back and do it again. I don't know much about Vegeta, except that he was like the villain, right? And fought against. Well, he, he originally he was a villain. <laughs> he started off as villain, but then he was, you know, part of the crew. I just, my favorite person from that show was Piccolo, just because I thought he was cool looking and his name is Musical. So. so he's also a villain initially, but he becomes good. But we'll talk about him later. Um, but Vegeta, <laughs> no, that's uh, true. Yeah, yes, yeah. Piccolo's a good one too. Uh, no, but Vegeta, like, so um, to start off, like he he's kind of interesting because you know he's he's he goes down to destroy. He's trying to find a uh, Goku or Kakarot. Um, to, Isn't that I funny? Guess, All right, listen, hold on, just like Kakarot kind of sounds like carrot. <laughs> and the Vegeta. Yes. David just made a vegetable joke about Vegeta. All right, sorry. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> so, but um, like he's so Vegeta's the like the last member of royalty of his race. So there's not a whole lot of Saiyans left in the universe. Um, and he's doing like these bad things because he wants to become immortal. But the thing is, like, he wants to destroy Frieza, who is the one who destroyed his planet to begin with. So, I guess I would say that you know he kind of is a his motivations are both good and good and bad. Yeah. Cause initially he's just, he's, I mean, he's a lot of it's, he's just trying to compete with Goku and become better than him, which is sort of selfish, but you know, when, when it comes to Frieza, this guy who destroyed and basically gen committed genocide on the Saiyans and basically enslaved those who were left over to serve him, you know, he's trying to break out of that. So, um, yeah, I would argue Vegeta's good though. His, some of his, uh, you know, he kills a lot of people. So, <laughs> He's also, I mean, you and I talked about this when you look at him compared to Goku. Sure, Goku's a more powerful Saiyan, but, but Vegeta is a way better dad. Oh, um, yeah, he is. He is definitely a better father than Goku is. So, even, though, even though he clearly doesn't want his son when he first has him. He, um, you know, he, 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 eventually he kind of gets into it. And he likes, you know, he saves Earth and, you know, joins them. And, Sounds and, like a know, good dude to me. Well, he's, he also kills a lot of people. Like a lot of people, but um, I did uh, that one came from Shane Hickson, another friend of mine. Uh, so thank you, Shane. He also said Prince Zuko, so I had to bring Prince Zuko in here, even though because two people requested him, so I, so I had to talk to him, talk about him briefly. But um, and this the next one is from a friend of mine, Zion Muli Talo, and he said Eric Killmonger, and this is actually interesting because 
I was reading about him yesterday, and the actor that plays Eric Killmonger, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. He's Sexiest actually man alive in People this year. But go ahead. I I can't disagree. I mean, uh, People Magazine cool. voted him that. But go uh, ahead. Yeah, uh, his favorite Dragon Ball Z character is Vegeta. I looked that up yesterday. So uh, <laughs> cool. So Eric Killmonger, or uh, I know the, a little bit more about Kill- at least the movie version of him. Yeah, and then, and then when I was looking it up, I think. I actually like the movie version of this character better. Of course, I never read the comic books with the with him in it, but I think the one in the movies are more interesting. But uh, yeah, what do we think about him? I think well, my thing is he got it. He was just a victim of circumstance again, right? Like yeah, he uh, his his dad was his dad was killed by uh, King T'Challa's dad, mm, um, <laughs> which whatever Shaka. Black Panther's dad. His dad was killed by King Black Tachaka. Panther's dad. And like that's just a, a not a good thing to happen, right? So, um, and the thing with like he 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 goes, it seems to me like he's in the military, right? So he initially wants to do good, or at least he fights for our country, yeah. So he he at least gets trained to do good. Well, I, can, I can tell you from personal I can tell you from personal experience, not everyone in the military is there to fight for their country. But, um. I guess that's true, but uh, he just yeah, you're right, you're right. But he he just really wants to. He, he's had this rough life like he's grown up in the ghetto he hasn't had anything and he realizes he he should have had a lot more than he did and so he could have been much he could have been a good dude but he i i think what i find most interesting about him at least from the movie version is um part of his whole things he wants um wakanda to share its technology so that yeah. everybody including those people living in the ghetto and stuff like he grew up um could you know have a better life and right. Wakanda just at least hold people, on to it so right. Um, you know what he wants is really would be beneficial to the to the world, not just you know not just some selfish thing that he's um, going through. And I mean, putting it from that point, it kind of makes Wakanda the bad guy because they have all these resources and they're not sure. At least, at least T'Challa's dad for sure, like the Black Panther's dad. Chaka, yeah. The Black Panther, he doesn't. He was too young when it happened. Where I don't think his motivation. He just is doing what he was told to do, protecting the vibranium. So I don't think he means to be an enemy to Eric Killmonger, because he doesn't even really know he exists, right? For a long time. So the problem here is the Black Panther's father, who I still don't know his name, but. Uh, So Chaka, 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 whatever it is. Um, but, and uh. Yes, I think of all the MCU villains, I think he actually might be my favorite one. I I really like Eric Killmonger. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's a good one. I do like Thanos. I, I I which I think would be a good addition to this list too. But I know he's another one like Anakin that you could probably spend a whole episode on too. <laughs> so, um, the next one, this is the last one, last submission we had also came from Shane Hickson. He posted it later, and this is. Uh, Professor Severus Snape. Now, this one—he's never really bad. He's not, yeah, he's never really a bad guy. He's but, he's per- bad. but he is perceived, he's perceived as one. As bad. And he was at one point in time because he did—he did join the Death Eaters. That's true. That's true. But he, he wasn't when Harry Potter first started going to Hogwarts, right? No, right. he's he's all good. And like, he's actually one of the—you could argue—he's like the main hero of the Harry Potter series to a certain degree because like none of that stuff could have happened if Snape wouldn't have like. Yeah, you know, played both sides of the coin. Yeah, you, know, you know, Harry Potter kind of focuses on Dumbledore and Harry being like the two main heroes, but in actuality, I would argue that it's Snape and uh, Neville. Yeah, dude, like Snape and Neville both are underrated, and they, I think they 
they're really powerful. And like I mean, the things they accomplish in the Harry Potter world are pretty amazing. And that it, like Harry and Dumbledore could not have accomplished what they accomplished without the help of Snape and Neville. And so yeah, but Hagrid but... is still my favorite because he's awesome. <laughs> but Snape is good. Like, honestly, when I was reading the books as a kid, <coughs> I, in the beginning, when I first started reading, I'm like, oh, no, he's good. He's just putting on a front and he's just grouchy. And then like the scene where he actually kills Dumbledore in the book, I'm like, oh, crap, maybe he is bad. Like, I, 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 it mystified me <laughs> when I was younger. And then it turns out it was all planned. But uh, it's uh, he's a he's a good one for sure. And he's and I like him because he kind of goes back. The actor that plays Snape goes back to like our third episode with. Uh, <laughs> That's true. What's his name? Uh, you know, you think Snape, Snape is probably faculty wise. Snape is my favorite character in Harry Potter. Student wise is Luna. But I um, always liked Snape, even from like the first book. He's, he's interesting, but so, Hans Gruber. You, we mentioned Hans Gruber. He's not. He's not. No, he was guy. pure villain. <laughs> pure <laughs> he's, villain. He's strictly a villain. The only thing he was good to, he wanted to be good to, was his bank account. So, <laughs> but should we do a quick fire on some of our other ideas and then maybe revisit them next time? Then, since I see yeah. our times running. Yeah, yeah. Out. I, I definitely want to do another another let me, episode. Let me give you some of mine real quick. I think. Uh, what do you think about the giant and Jack and the Beanstalk? <laughs> I never thought oh, that's that. actually you know I didn't Jack think about is that a but jerk that's, to him, man. yeah he is kind of a jerk he's going there stealing his stuff the giant is good like he has a golden egg he takes care of his chicken he, he's just minding <laughs> his own business and same thing with um the three bears and Goldilocks like Goldilocks comes and that's true too stuff. they're just so like fairy tales living their life <laughs> Goldilocks is a home invader so seriously the bears just want to they're she's worried like, she's stealing their stuff yeah, you're right. right. Those, were, <laughs> those are two I thought of. And then the Toy Story villains, uh, what is it? Lotso Hugs and Kisses or whatever. whatever yeah, Lotso Hugs. He just, he feels bad because he was deceived by it. He thinks his child abandoned him and now all he wants to do is save the other toys and protect them. But he's portrayed as this, like he, evil dude. And same with um, the guy in Toy Story 2, Stinky Pete. <laughs> like he wants his him and his friends to be safe in Tokyo museum, not harmed to be taken care of their whole life. Like, so he wants what's good. He doesn't always, you know, treat Woody the right way because he's overzealous in what he wants. But those are just four fun ones I thought of. Yeah, for sure. I don't disagree. Like those are then, uh, good examples. I thought of Thanos and like, there's a whole bunch of them. I could go on yeah. and on. <laughs> I, I definitely think we should readdress this in our next episode. Um, talk <laughs> about a few other ones. Um, one, one that we mentioned earlier was in, since we're all somewhat familiar with him is a storm shadow. Oh yeah. His whole, he's, I would say he's formal for the most part, a good guy the entire time. It just, it doesn't appear that way. Um, you know, because he, he you know, his uncle was killed and uh, he's blamed for it, even though it wasn't his fault. And so he you know, infiltrates Cobra to find out who the real assassin is. Um, and of course, if he's going to get in a, you know, Cobra's higher chain of command, you know, he has to prove himself. So he does, you know, some questionable things, but. But because of his work, doesn't he provide some intel to the Joes a lot of the time? Uh, eventually. And, you know, eventually he joins the Joes again. You know, he, he leaves Cobra and joins G.I. Joe because he doesn't find any honor what Cobra is doing. Yeah. Um, he's just trying to uh, figure out, you know, who's responsible for, for framing him and killing his, his uncle. Uh of course, eventually it goes back to Cobra because they brainwash him. But, yeah. you know, he's, to me, he's by far the most interesting uh, character in the whole G.I. Joe franchise. Televiper was pretty sweet. 
<laughs> yeah, cool hat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, another one, kind of going back to the cartoons, is Syndrome from The Incredibles. He's oh, yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. He just he got dissed on by the heroes. And what about Gaston? For, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, that's, I don't have much say, to say about that. Gaston from but... Beauty and the Beast? No, yeah, Syndrome. He's protecting people from this beast. <laughs> and the beast is kind of evil in a way. I mean... <laughs> He's like keeping this girl in his castle. Yeah, dude, he kidnaps a girl, keeps her in here. The whole reason why he's there to get a beast to begin with is because he's just like he doesn't, doesn't care like about the poor and you know yeah. things like that. And he's definitely you know the only reason he wants Bell to get interested in him so he can stop being a beast. Dude, he's a selfish That's punk. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. But and, you're uh, right about you're right about Syndrome. Like his whole thing is you know he makes these inventions so everybody has superpowers, and then yeah. of course as he says when everybody's super, nobody is. Um, he's definitely on, you know, pr- pretty up there as far as, you know, his motivations. And he, and he started out as a, an admirer of the superheroes too. And then they kind of turned their back on him, right? Like they yeah. treated him like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what happened with, is it Electro? He was a really big admirer of Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. In, and, yeah, in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> what about, um, I know you have one you want to get to Kevin too, but Steven came up with a good one. I thought the principal from a Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh yeah. No, he is definitely the good guy. <laughs> And also, Yo, like he's just doing his, he's just doing his job well he does break into their house to be fair I don't know. <laughs> yeah well that is true but like you know like you got fuel for that dude because let's face it kids are annoying right <laughs> you know and like he knows that there's you know these ferris bueller's just being a punk and like you know wasting people's time and stuff you right. know principal's not a bad dude although David. he does kind of go to extremes when his when ferris is own mother like basically excuse him from school so legally speaking you really shouldn't be doing all that (laughs) david speaking from an educator's perspective as you are a teacher um like how do you relate to this man like have you seen this in your own work well i mean i'm not a principal right now but i i mean you can see like the kids when they're trying to get away with something and you just like yeah it's like Steven, like Kevin said, uh, kids are just kind of annoying sometimes, but for some reason I decided to revolve my whole career around them. But, <laughs> At least you're working with little kids, like, not working with punk teenagers yeah, too much. So. It's just uh, like they're always trying to get away with stuff, and they, and they always, like you can't, nowadays you can't really, you know, the kids are pretty much, you can't really do much to, you know, it's not like it used to be. So the kids pretty much can run the show, and it, sometimes you just want it to be, you want them to be where they're supposed to be so you can ultimately so you can teach them, which I'm sure that's what the, the principal wanted. He wanted Ferris Bueller to have his education, right? Yeah, yeah. Kevin wanted to get into the Matrix ro- robots too, right? Uh, I'll get into that next time. Okay. All right. All right so we'll get a whole thing with that. All right. Till next time. Next time. Thank you for listening to this villainous episode of the Brothers Born Podcast. I want to thank those of you that submitted some villains to us. Without you, the episode wouldn't have been nearly as interesting. I also want to take a moment to thank the artists that let us borrow their work for the episode art this week. Claudia Caranfa for her image of Eric Killmonger. Check out more of her work on Facebook.com slash Kit Rose. K-I-T-T-R-O-S-E. Daniel Chavez for his image of Magneto. Check out more of his work on Instagram, Daniel underscore M underscore Chavez. Johnny Monstar for his image of Darth Vader. Check out more of his work on Instagram or Facebook, Johnny Monstar, J-O-N-N-Y-M-O-N-S-T-A-R. We're coming up on the end of the year now. We're probably only going to have maybe one more episode left this year. 
This thing's really grown since we started it, and we're excited to see what happens in 2021, so keep listening, tell your friends, and stay tuned to the Brothers Born Podcast. <laughs>